0: blog talk radio hello and welcome to the sugar freedom show i'm katherine gordon your host and you can find out more about sugar freedom at sugarfreedom.com so today's show is titled george clooney's celery stick or what you can learn from the way an actor eats You may know that I spent 12 years in Los Angeles pursuing a show business career. I was an actor and a singer, a dancer, and a choreographer, and even today in the small town that I live in, I do on occasion direct and choreograph, and I still absolutely love going to the movies. So last weekend, I went and saw Money Monster, starring George Clooney and Julia Roberts, directed by Jodie Foster. And one of the things that I know from being a theater director, which certainly doesn't carry the same weight and pressure as a Hollywood director does, is that when your actor is on the set, when your actor's character is on the set, what they wear, what they do, how they move, and even what they eat is very, very important. So the scene in Money Monster that really struck me, and of course, This is outside of the big action, which, if you've seen the previews, involves a famous money television host whose studio is invaded by a man with an agenda. Action-packed, there's humor, there's thought. I certainly enjoyed the film. But the thing that really jumped out at me as someone who is, a nutrition researcher and someone who works with people and who I myself have had to overcome a lifetime of this urge to overeat was a scene that I saw where George Clooney's character is at the craft service table. The craft service table is a table full of all kinds of foods and snacks that are available for the cast and the crew. To eat so that they can keep their energy up on long days on set. I had the opportunity when I was working in Los Angeles. Although I mostly worked as a performer in the theater, I did have the opportunity to do some some technical work and some some commercials and some, some uh, shows of that nature. And so I'm very very familiar with the craft service table and. One thing I learned very, very quickly when I was in Hollywood, and it all came back to me when I watched this scene with George Clooney. So let me set the scene for you. He's getting ready. He's in that half hour before he's getting ready to start his show, and he's standing at the craft service table. And one of the things that uh, director Jody Foster does brilliantly is to use incredibly brightly and intensely colored foods to really draw our eye in. On this table, one of the things that really leapt out at me were these these brightly colored frosted donuts. one of them literally hot pink with sprinkles and over this the smorgasbord of junk food and if I look back at the craft service tables, I remember granola bars red vines always red vines right um, Get that quick sugar rush uh, there were pastries, there were bagels. Um, definitely all kinds of things that would give you a quick hit of energy. And then if you looked a little bit more deeply, there was going to be be fruit and other things of of that nature. Now, I was in Los Angeles back during the 90s, and so there really wasn't this clear understanding of low-carb and low-sugar eating at that point, but it was really starting to creep in. But let me get back to the scene in the film. So George Clooney's character, is standing over this smorgasbord of junk food and in his hand is a celery stick and he's eating a celery stick and believe me director Jodie Foster knows exactly what she is doing she's creating the world of the character in which it is so important for him to be young and lean and slender and look good that he's got this all of this food available to him that he could have, and he's eating that celery stick. And what that's saying is, what that's saying is, yeah, his character is might be hungry, and so that's why he's got that celery stick in his hand. But there's more to it, right? There, not, not much later in the film, we cut away to the cameraman, who's a member of the crew, who doesn't have to be on camera, doesn't have to be on stage, and what is he eating? You guessed it, he's eating that bright pink donut with sprinkles. And so what director Jodie Foster is telling us is, yeah, this is what it's about, kids. And believe me, this scene wouldn't be in the movie. She would not be giving any of her precious screen time if it wasn't an important state of what it takes to create and present an image to the world. And underneath, I think that what Foster is also saying, because um, eating and food does turn, in, turn out to be a subject in the film, and I certainly don't want it to be a spoiler, but there is a, well, I can give you this, in within the film, before things go, before things go a little bit haywire, he's actually trying to find somebody to eat dinner with. And I think that that's, it's very important when you talk about food and loneliness or eating and togetherness. Back in the 90s, when I was in Los Angeles, there was a real shift in how people met each other and what people did socially. And when I was young and single in Los Angeles, wow, going to dinner was so important. Things were already, the rave scene was out there, the club scene was out there, and you'd go out and go dancing. But there was something about... Going out to small restaurants and bistros and being at the small tables where you'd be nearby other people who were single and who were out and having fun, and there was this sense that that really my, our social life, me and my friends, in many ways it didn't revolve around bars and clubs. In many ways it revolved around getting dressed up and going out to dinner. So those were some pretty fascinating days. So how does this translate to how we navigate? A life where we're surrounded by food. We don't necessarily have a craft service table where it's all free and it's all presented to us and it's like, hey, you know, eat this and keep your energy up. We live in a world where we're surrounded by food, but it's it's the 7-Elevens, it's the fast food drive throughs It's all the candy literally at the hardware store. Uh, so how do we navigate this? And I think the other thing that's really interesting is I had to learn to navigate a world full of food in order to work in my profession when I was a singer-dancer. And one of the best examples I can give you is when I was a cruise ship entertainer and when I worked for Holland America Line. So I'm working on this cruise ship, and I got to tell you, we did literally like 10 shows a week, including our short introduction shows that we did. So obviously, you're, you're moving all the time and learning the routines and the dances and uh, the costume changes. Incredible. It, it really demands the most of, of these performers physically, if you have ever had the opportunity to be on a cruise and see these shows especially the broadway style shows it is it is amazing the the energy that goes into these performances and productions and so of course you know you've got to eat cuz you got to keep your energy up but one thing that i want to share with you today is when i first got on the ship and i think it's very similar for performance on cruise ships all of the food is actually available to you. The The cast, um, you may not be eating in the formal dining room with everybody at night, but the buffets are available. The lunches are available. It's all there for you. So what do we do? And the pattern that I saw when I worked on a cruise ship was you, you get on there and about for the first 10 days, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, let's go to the chocolate buffet. Let's do this. And, and you, you eat some of those foods. But very, very quickly, all of us settled down to a very, very simple pattern of eating. And it was very, very similar to the way I eat today. So the bulk of my food was coming from fresh vegetables and salads. The second amount was coming from simple forms of protein, and that would be eggs and chicken and beef and fish, very simply prepared. The the cast actually ate uh, what, what they called like the officer's dinner and so on the Lido deck, when everybody else was down in the fancy dining room, all of the guests and passengers, we would be up there having uh, having our dinner. And it was always really very simply prepared. And so it was the, the vegetables, salads, protein a little bit of fat coming from a simple salad dressing and usually it was oil and vinegar and maybe one or two pieces of fruit. And I can, I can remember maybe taking one piece of fruit down to the cabin with me. And certainly in your cabins, you didn't want a lot of food down there. They were small. I had a cabin mate. And so you wanted to keep it really simple. And the reality is, is that when I was working on the ship, I lost 10 pounds so quickly. And I literally was at my ideal weight, my ideal shape, my ideal body fat percentage. And quite frankly, it was pretty much effortless. And I think it came from being simple, satisfying food. And it also came from understanding is, hey, you know, I had to fit in the costumes and they were small. It came from this understanding that your work work that I was doing as a singer-dancer was was more important than the indulgences of food. And this is so clearly demonstrated by George Clooney's character, Lee Gates, standing in front of all of these snack foods, intended to tempt anyone's appetite, standing over that snack food and eating a celery stick. And I think the question that you have to ask yourself is, is there something in my life that I want to do, that I want to achieve, that I want to create that requires me to eat like a professional. Because the truth is, is that in my career, when I've seen the way I eat in order to be able to sing and dance and perform and look my best on stage or on camera, and I see the way that my colleagues have eaten to be able to do those same things, there really is a particular discipline that leaves out the junk and not just in terms of, and I know a lot of uh, fitness professionals talk about eating cheat meals and eating sugar in moderation and that it's not that bad for you. But the reality is that we live in an HD world today. And when you've got that camera in your face or when you've got to stand on that stage, it's, it's not just a matter of, of not being an, being overweight. It is a matter of being healthy and vital and having a certain glow that draws the eye to you. In my years when I was in Hollywood, I did get to interact with a number of really big stars, certainly whose names you would recognize. And one of the interesting things about these stars getting to be in the room with people like literally Barbara Streisand and Prince and Sting uh even, even Carmen Electra, who I got to hang out with for for a while, she was a friend of a friend, is that they glow. And I remember thinking, my goodness, this is why people call them stars, because they just glow. And what I came to understand is if I'm eating sugar and grains and junk, not just the foods that overstimulate my appetite, but also the foods that leave me swollen and bloated and Coffee-eyed and achy joints. This is going to steal my glow, and it, it and it just isn't worth it. And I do know that from research, people who are in people who are in professions that require them to be on camera or on stage, any professions that require a particular appearance, you know, these folks they generally do seem to manage their weight. And sometimes it's managed not in very healthy ways. But very often, the way we manage our weight for the stage and for the camera is to simply leave the junk food out. And I think one of the gifts of what I learned when I did work on the cruise ship and what I've learned eating sugar freedom style today is that is that it really is worth it. And I think finally, one of the gifts that I get from eliminating sugar and and eliminating all of my trigger foods is that, that I really am at peace with food. When I choose to eat lots of healthy vegetables, moderate protein, and enough healthy fat to stay satisfied without going overboard on the amount of energy I'm taking in, I feel fantastic. I have energy. My mood is better. And if you're wondering if you're wondering if it's worth it to leave out the foods that overstimulate your appetite, I have to say it really and truly is. And for people who aren't driven crazy by 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 sugar and grain and starches, then certainly maybe a broader to nutrition may work really well for you, and that's great, and I applaud you, and I'm really happy for you. But to those of you who out there who are like me, if there are foods that are in your current meal plan that are overstimulating your appetite, um, for me, sometimes this is, um, I can eat raw organic nuts, but you roast them and toast them and, and salt them, and all of a sudden, you turn them into a, into a trigger food are some cheeses and some forms of dairy that I can eat, but there are some forms that are processed, turns them into a trigger food. One of the best example is, uh, examples for me is protein, and this may be the same for you. Um, I can eat home-cooked so- sources of protein, whether it's eggs or chicken or fish or beef, but if I go out and I try to eat deli-style meats and proteins, this is simply, mm-mm, it doesn't work, it stimulates my appetite, and also causes, uh, it definitely causes bloating. So that's the story on those kinds of foods. So I hope that this, that this episode has been helpful to you in understanding that if there's something in your life, your work, your art form, what you want to do and create that is inhibited by a standard American diet, by foods on the craft service table, it might be time to let them go and put them down. And I hope that this show has helped you today. I thought it was fascinating, and I'm so grateful for, to Jodie Foster for her insight about what it's like to eat when you need to look your best in a world that surrounds you with foods that may get in the way of you looking best. So thank you for listening to The Sugar Freedom Show. Email me, katherine, at sugarfreedom.com, with questions about your sugar-free lifestyle and come back and join me again here on the sugar freedom show hey don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode thanks everybody have a great day bye-bye